When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. For those who simply can't get enough talk about the Vikings, we present Bonus Chatter. Bonus Chatter about your favorite team that's unscripted, unfiltered, and uninterrupted. This is another edition of 1500 ESPN's Purple Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Purple Podcast. Matthew Collar and ESPN's Courtney Cronin here with you. And we finally have a quarterback. Courtney, we've got one. It's too bad that we don't have like any music we can add into this in post-production. Or maybe you will go that extra mile to play something over us talking right now about how excited we are that A, this is on its way to being over. B, we will stop using the hashtag reckless speculation um, handle to divulge into this situation. And, and C, I mean, it's time. We finally, I mean, there's been, this has been one of the craziest markets for free agent quarterbacks in a number of years. And honestly, a pretty not so great free agent class, but the intrigue's been there. And it's nice to see the pieces starting to, to fall into place because that means we're one more step closer to getting this over with. Well, first of all, we've got a draft coming up and still free agency to go. So I will not stop recklessly speculating (laughs) about what the Minnesota Vikings are going to do. But we do know per reports from everyone that Kirk Cousins will sign a three-year deal with $86 million guaranteed. And that's the place that we should start because we were talking on our last podcast about the potential price that had been floated out there, which was a little higher than this, and having a contract completely guaranteed. And you played capologist and talked about how rare that would be. In fact, completely unprecedented to have a contract completely guaranteed. But I think that the rest of the NFL right now is looking at Kirk Cousins like a hero for this contract. Oh, absolutely. I mean, in a, in a league that the collective bargaining agreement, uh, you have to fight for just about everything, and NFL owners are never going to do anything, typically speaking, to set a precedent that's in favor of players. So the three-year, $84 million, fully guaranteed, fully guaranteed, um, is absurd. Uh, I wrote an article on it for yesterday just of why like that type of money – you haven't seen it before and what this does to the market now, like Aaron Rodgers is imaginary high five and Kirk cousins. So is Matt Ryan, as they look for their extensions uh, coming up this off season, 
how exciting that's got to be for them, knowing that where they are as quarterbacks, in my opinion, in the scale of top 15 quarterbacks, they're both above Kirk Cousins. They're going to be getting probably more than $28 million a year, um, you know, on an average salary. And they can really tip their hand now to be like, well, I'm a better quarterback. I've done this, that. Take a look at all of my resume. If Kirk Cousins is getting this, I'm getting this or I'm going somewhere else. Like that's, that's the leverage. I mean, the Vikings pulled a power play essentially in terms of the franchise to be able to do this. Uh, I don't think they did any, themselves any favors for what could happen long-term from now with what guys can guarantee at the quarterback position or what guys can um, demand at the quarterback position. But man, uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, folk hero in the NFL world in terms of guaranteed contracts and, you know, betting on himself and, and that bet seemed to pan out. Well, I can't imagine how many other owners are cursing the Vikings for this who do have upcoming contracts, but maybe part of the thinking for the Vikings is that you hurt the Green Bay Packers in some way because they are going to have to go crazy and pay Aaron Rodgers more. He's a Super Bowl winner. He's an MVP. He's clearly, uh, if not the best, then a top three quarterback in the entire NFL. So he's going to deserve more than Kirk Cousins. But uh, on the micro, just Minnesota Vikings level, what is your thought on how this might impact their cap situation going forward? Well, it could put them in a bind. Um, they have a few more things that they can do in free agency um, to be able to kind of work some things out. One of them, obviously, the first thing that's most glaring is Latavius Murray's deal um, coming up on, the, on Friday. They have to be able to either restructure that deal or cut him. Uh, because 5.15 million of a 6.35 million cap hit is guaranteed in 2018. So the time's ticking on that. If they're going to restructure him or if they're going to release him, then you have veteran deals with, you know, Brian Robeson, Jarius Wright, um, or just a few. And I mean, even Kyle Rudolph has a huge cap hit. Um, but I don't know if given the performance that he had last season that you could restructure that deal yet, unless you sign another tight end, but it definitely puts them, you know, Rob Brzezinski is going to have, and I mean, he's done a really good job with it ever since he's been here, but they're going to have a lot of cap space moving parts that have to deal with that. Uh, in an article I wrote yesterday, the, the basis of it is that you need to resign and the, the extensions for, you know, bar is number one. Um, I know there's a lot of speculation about dig should be in there too. Um, I'm not so sure that that's exactly the most logical answer given, um, you know, number of things that we can talk about, but I think that you have to get two deals done this summer or, you know, this off season, whether it's now or in the next few months with both Barr and Kendricks. Zimmer loves Kendricks. Barr is the, Barr is the, you know, perennial favorite there too. That's his guy. Um, he wants both of them back. You have to get those deals done now because things get so confusing in 2019. Um, with where, you know, Cousins cap hit, I mean, you're, they're going to try to, we obviously don't know the figures yet on this contract, but they're going to try to front load that deal, give them a lot of guaranteed or a lot of, you know, uh, cash up front essentially uh, of this three year deal. But the next two to, you know, the next two to three years, 2019 and 2020 are going to be tough. Um, can they keep Daniil Hunter? Can they keep Stefan Diggs? You know, they're going to, you would assume that they're going to pick up Trey Wayne's option because they don't want to end up in a situation like Kyle Fuller and the bears and having to overpay for him uh, by using the franchise tag, but it's going to get expensive, but Hey, 
they knew this going into this. As Rick Spielman told us at the Combine, they had planned for this for two years, and they've planned out for two years. Um, not that they'd shed any insight onto how that might work with roster moves, but they knew this was going to happen. They knew they were going to have to spend big in 2018 on a quarterback. They got their guy. So if they can't keep their other pieces in place, that's based on, you know, planning and the cap space they have, then that's just a casualty of the circumstance, in my opinion. With uh, Stefan Diggs, he's the most interesting one to me of all the potential contract extensions. Although with Trey Wayans, you do have to wonder about him because, I mean, they've already paid Xavier Rhodes, and if they're going to pay Daniil Hunter as well and have some of these other big contracts, a fifth-year option is going to be a lot of money for him to be on the cap, and the timing isn't particularly good there. So they'll have until, what, is it May to pick up the fifth-year option? May 2nd or May 4th, somewhere in that range. Okay, so beginning of May to pick up the fifth-year option. It will be really interesting to me if they do that or try to work out an extension before that even. But with Diggs, when I look at what Mike Evans just got and what some of these wide receivers oh, got, boy. I mean, if you're Stephon Diggs and you look at what Sammy Watkins got for 39 catches last year, or you look at Paul Richardson, and, and as much as I respect Sammy Watkins' talent, he's injured a lot, and Diggs has played 28 games the last two years, so don't tell me he's that injured. And Watkins' numbers aren't anywhere near what Stephon Diggs has done the last two years. I it's hard not to think about it. If in the back of his head, he's saying they're going to throw the ball to me a lot this year with Kirk cousins, and we're going to have some success. And that could mean a big season for me and a gigantic paycheck. If I hit the market, I think that's where it becomes a little tricky. This whole conversation is the market is always kind of shifting and changing. And sometimes if there's no other top wide receivers and you are far and away, the guy you are going to get overpaid by a lot. And that's a realistic possibility for him. Somebody who's been in, Pro Football Focus is top 10 this year, top 20 last year, a highly respected route runner around the league. I think trying to get him wrapped up right away should be a major priority for them, the same way they did with Xavier Rhodes, because can you imagine if Xavier Rhodes, instead of signing last year, had signed this year after shutting down Evans and Antonio Brown and A.J. Green and all those guys? He'd be getting even more. And uh, I don't know if Stephon Diggs would bet on himself or not, but if he does, he could end up leaving and getting a giant contract. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Uh, Giant contract, yes. Yes and no on why I don't think this is the one that you do right now. You have Adam Thielen, who outperformed Stephon Diggs last year, is a pro bowler, and the Vikings have him on a bargain. The reason that this could potentially become so tough is that Let's say Diggs stays healthy. And, I mean, as you mentioned, this wasn't the groin injury of 2016. He still had a magnificent season in 2017, despite not making the Pro Bowl and and despite kind of being that 1B option there with Thielen. But if you're going to pay Diggs, Thielen is going to want the same thing. He's he's on a bargain, a $5 million cap hit this year. Um, And I just think that that makes it tricky because you can't pay both of them the same and – Mike Evans broke open the market for receivers uh, when he got his big extension on Friday. Diggs is going to be looking for a double-digit a double digit figure when he does, uh, when he is in line for that next contract. I don't know if it's going to be with the Minnesota Vikings because I don't know if they can afford to do that and keep Adam Thielen. And it's going to depend on who performs better than the other. 
this year. And I mean, they've been a great tandem, one of the top pass catching, you know, duos in the NFL, make forcing digs to go into a contract year and play, you know, play his butt off, I think is going to be a huge thing for him and probably the best way that you play it because either way, I mean, I think it makes it tough regardless for how Minnesota could make this deal happen next year. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if out of the five, he's the one that walks in free agency and, and lands big bucks somewhere else. Yeah, I feel the same way. And also if you are him, it's probably e- easier to project a big year than maybe it would have been for someone like Xavier Rhodes, where Rhodes knew who the upcoming cornerbacks were going to be, who he was going to, or uh, wide receivers he was going to be facing off with and who, he, what his schedule was going to look like. And it was kind of a, all right, do it now to get your big money where Diggs might say my best year is going to be this year as opposed to last year. It was still very, very good. And I, and I would argue that it was every bit as good as Adam Thielen's. He just missed two games and his fantasy stats weren't quite as good. But in terms of the percentage when throwing to him, quarterback rating when throwing to him, contested catches, he's among the elite wide receivers in those categories. And I think that teams around the league respect him. So I agree with you that if anybody's going to do it, it's probably him in terms of hitting the market because uh, Hunter would probably want to cash in now, I would think, instead of trying to bet on a bigger sack total. And the two linebackers... Anthony Barr and Eric Hendricks Barr, I think is probably more valued by the Vikings than other teams. And Kendricks probably too. I, the value for linebackers just is not what it used to be around the league. And, and what you can do with them too. I mean, especially with a guy like Anthony Barr, you know, not your typical, you know, guys who can also rush the passer um you can pay him about you know that Devontae's Burfitt range like that 11 to 10 million 11 to 12 million dollar salary a year um and still get some room once you restructure his deal because his fifth year option is 12.306 million dollars like they need to restructure that now uh and give him the extension that one should not be you know all all things considered like you know that's that one should not be that hard to do I think with you know with Kendricks like you know if you give him like a 15 or 20 million dollar signing bonus um you can make it work now because you can spread some of that out if you do a four-year deal but in 2019 it just gets really tricky uh you have the cap room there from from um bar to to help there but I just think it makes it a little difficult um with Hunter too when I spoke with Joel Corey who is um a cap capologist Uh, It's a term that I came up with, but salary cap expert works too. Uh, The thing that I found the most interesting with Daniil Hunter's case is if you have to pick and choose between Diggs and and Hunter, um, if his sack total isn't what it was of, you know, not this past year, but, you know, 2016, and if his numbers are still kind of, you know, right there, not your top, uh, you know, not your top defensive end numbers and all that, you know, you might be looking – at potentially, you know, there's such a premium that regardless of that production, you might be looking at putting the franchise tag on him and trying mm-hmm. to work out a long-term deal by July 2019. So that's an 18 million, roughly $18 million hit for a pass rusher. Um, and I just think that there's going to be some some challenges, you know, he could, you know, in, in getting this deal done, I mean, he can be like, well, hey, you know, I want to make what someone like Demarcus Lawrence makes. Yeah. Um, and he could potentially pull that out as a figure, um, but I just don't know 
if the production's going to be able to match that type of deal where the franchise tag may honestly be the Vikings' safest route. Again, though, this is all so far away. Um, this is why I think that, you know, you've got to see how this season plays into it. But you are taking a risk uh, that you, you can't keep everybody. I think your linebackers are your top priority there, but you also have to keep into consideration that, you know, whatever happens with Hunter, you might not be able to keep Diggs. Whatever happens with Diggs, you might not be able to keep Hunter. And that's before we even pick, you know, figure out before, um, or obviously, you know, they could do it after the, uh, you know, off some of the off season workouts, once they get through those mandatory workouts, I believe, you know, just in case the injury, um, the injury guarantee, a part of that fifth year option could come into play. That's why the deadline, they're probably going to wait till like May 2nd or May 4th, whenever it is, just in case something were to happen, uh, they wouldn't be on the hook for it. Mm-hmm. And with the extensions, training camp, beginning of training camp is almost a guarantee for when we'll find out if sure. they're going to have extensions for these guys. Last year, they opened training camp with extending Lindell Joseph and, and Rhodes was right after the beginning of it. And, uh, Everson Griffin as well. So right in that little window of the beginning of camp, that's when they announced all of those. So that's about the time that we'll be looking for them. And until then, I guess we'll speculate on which guy might bet on himself and and which not. Uh, With the 2018 version, though, and Kirk Cousins, it's really hard to project NFL teams, what they're going to do, what the record's going to do, because you never know who's going to get hurt. Last year, the answer was almost nobody except Nick Easton basically got hurt that that ended up being costly and uh, helped them get to the second or to the uh, NFC title game because they were really healthy and helped them get to the number one defense. They missed digs for two games, but otherwise he was at the top of his game for most of the season. And you never know. Uh, Delvin cook is obviously the big injury too. And you never know how sure. he's going to come back and what injuries you might have. But let's just say aside from an, an unusual amount of injuries, where do we see the 2018 season go? And, and I'll throw this out there. I think if it's anything short of the NFC championship game, that is a massive failure considering what you just paid Kirk Cousins. Exactly. It's a costly failure. It's like, you can't even, you can't even begin to describe because that's when the wheels start coming off. And people who weren't necessarily all in within the Vikings organization on Kirk Cousins and this decision, the day that the offense finally won within a defensive organization, the offense came up on top. That's where I think the wheels can fall off a little bit. And that's not to say that I don't expect Kirk Cousins to struggle. I think John Filippo has his work cut out for him here. Um, you know, for me, it's the same thing. I think, I think that this, they've got the hardest road schedule among most NFC, you know, of all NFC teams, I think, and among maybe in the NFL, I haven't taken a look at all the AFC slate, but God, that's brutal. You got to go. You're probably going to go to Philly to open up uh, that Thursday night game. You're going to be on the road in new England in Seattle against the Rams. Uh, Obviously your NFC North teams and all three of them got better today, especially Chicago. I mean, you take a look at what green Bay did. And of course, that's what you expect but you know Chicago got better today that's that's a good sign I think for where you know the Bears are going um you know in this first year with you know new coaching staff but man um I can't if you can't this is this is their window get it like this is their window to win a Super Bowl and they expect with the amount that they paid cousins and the amount that they are willing to risk to make this work 
that he's got to make it work for them. And they, you know, by all indications, there is no other way that you can say that they do not think Case Keenum could have gotten them there and or any other quarterback than going all chips in the basket on, on Kirk Cousins. No mm-hmm. way. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't pay that. You don't. You, they could have gotten Case Keenum for $10 million less a year uh, on the cap. And they clearly did not think lightning in a bottle would continue, would continue to be lightning in a bottle. They thought that, you know, and Denver took a risk. I mean, Denver seems to think the world of him. He's case bet on himself. The Vikings stakes though, were just way too high here to have a maybe season with case Keenum since their window is so small. And I agree with you on all of this, that they overpaid for him. Um, there's, there's no denying that, that they kind of got fleeced within this deal. And I mean, but that's the good work. That's a work of a good agent. Uh, but their window was too small to make anything other than picking the best free agent available at the quarterback position. You bring up case Keenum and I get back to something you brought up with the schedule. Cause I want you to run through the schedule before with no quarterback. We had no idea who's going to be the quarterback. You picked the schedule earlier this year, and I think you had 10 and 6. 10 and 6. I, right. 10 and 6, So yeah. I want you now, with Kirk Cousins, to pick the, a schedule that I made up. It hasn't yet been released. The quick point on Case Keenum. Are you a, um, are you a bat-flipped person? Like, do, when... Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Can... Barry Bond style, baby. I would love that. Okay, you come across that way. Um, <laughs> I know. It's shocking. But with... I... I I, in a way, am and also not at the same time. Like, f- for the people who sent me emails and left the co- in the comments and sent me tweets during the season saying, you're wrong about Keenum. He's great. He's our franchise quarterback. And I kept saying and writing, look, the team just doesn't really believe that this guy could keep doing this. His skill set is not that strong. He's not that accurate. His balls float down the field. He makes poor decisions. And now we saw it. Like, I'm not trying to Jose Bautista this and just hit the home run. But I am trying to say, this is why you listen to the Purple Podcast. Um, No, what, (laughs) what I'm trying to say is that we got so many indications from the head coach of the team that they really weren't buying into Keenum. And maybe he'll go to Denver and win the Super Bowl. I don't think so, but you never know, right? Nick Foles yeah. just won the Super Bowl, so you just never know. But this is exactly what we were saying all year, is exactly how this played out. They did not believe that Keenum was good enough to get him there. They saw it as a blip on the radar as, hey, good for us. We found the best backup quarterback we could get, and it was nothing more than that. And as we've seen the results play out and them show exactly how they feel, Case Keenum plays for the Denver Broncos. And I think we also saw to some extent how they felt about Sam Bradford's knees, that he is playing in Arizona and there wasn't much conversation there about him coming back. But also now here's what I wonder. There was the report that the Vikings, if they didn't get cousins would be likely turning back to Teddy Bridgewater and the jets jumped on Teddy Bridgewater pretty quickly after Cousins signed and they lost out and they're going to bring back McCown as um, kind of an insurance case. But I think that that's the one that might keep up Mike Zimmer at night. If Kirk Cousins does not work out, that Zimmer is going to sit on his ranch and stare out into the distance and whisper, Teddy, especially if Teddy <laughs> beats them in East Rutherford this year oh when they God. play. What, what a concept that would be. Um, 
that's the risk you run with all three of these guys going other places. I think particularly with Keenum, just if this isn't lightning in a bottle, but if any of them go somewhere else and become top 15, top 10 quarterbacks, which I think that might be a stretch, but the real, the reliability that they just did not know if they had under Keenum, if that gets discovered somewhere else, I think, and the cousins thing fails this experiment and you know they get looked at as a laughing stock of like wow this team got fleeced um i think that that's going to keep them up at night and i think that that could be the downfall of you know this you know this this franchise trying to do something right and but you know you can't you cannot fault them for trying to look for long-term stability the last quarterback that they had you know was a decade ago that started for more than three seasons was Dante Culpepper. Like, yes, they had a little bit of stability here and there with Christian Ponder because he was a multiple year starter, but can you really call that stability? I mean, he got benched for Teddy Bridgewater. Like it was stable. It was just bad. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fine. If you want to have the, if you want to have that type of era, that's not going to win you games. That's not going to get you to a Super Bowl. As I said, your window is so small here. You had to go aggressive and you had to make the, the, the smartest call. Otherwise, you know, another team is going to swoop in and, the, and there goes your window because they were going to let Keenum go. That, by all indications, and I wrote something on it this morning, this was a short-term marriage. This was a marriage that was beneficial for both parties. Keenum got to resurrect his career here in Minnesota. The Vikings got to get as far as the NFC Championship before their defense let them down. Let's just be honest. There was, you know, a big crack in the armor towards the end of the season with the pass rush. The defense let them down. Um, yes, Keenan let them down too with that pick six. Uh, really everybody. And was there a missed field goal yeah. in that game? Was there a bad long snap <laughs> potentially? We, we should make some more prop bets because I think we, every, everyone, but the long snapper let him down in that game. I think, <laughs> you know, I hate when that happens because that nearly happened the game before, but anyways, um, <laughs> you know, you take, you take a look at this whole situation of what quarterbacks are getting paid. Look at what – I mean, just look at the market right now. Like, that's one thing I just think is about the indication of Sam Bradford. Remember, we were talking about that last week, whether he should be the option as the, you know, the not – if you miss out on Cousins' plan. Mm-hmm. Dude just got $15 million guaranteed on a one-year option of a $20 million contract. Arizona must think that knee is fine because why else would you pay that much? I didn't, I didn't anticipate the Vikings would pay that much if they even had, even if that wasn't even like a second or third option for Bradford. Mm-hmm. Did you? Um, not that much. No, I, I, I wonder what like his other offers 12, were. What the 10 to 12 million range was because 15 million guaranteed. That's for, for Sam who's played six quarters of football last year. That's nuts. I mean, quarterback desperation is real. Even though Carson Wentz and Jared Goff have turned out to be pretty good quarterbacks, I mean, when they were coming out, there was a lot of conversation like, I don't even know if a quarterback's going to be picked in the first round. And then when we got to the draft, those two go right up at the very top and people traded everything for them because quarterback desperation is real. And where the Vikings are, I think that that's what they're doing this out of is pure desperation to make the most Mm -hmm. of a roster they've spent four years entirely rebuilding in Mike Zimmer's vision. And what we have here, coincidentally, since Zimmer was the defensive coordinator in Cincinnati, we have the Cincinnati Bengals from 2015 to a T with a top offense, tons of weapons, a defense that is completely stacked and a mid pack quarterback 
who they're hoping they can prop up enough to go all the way. And unfortunately for the Cincinnati Bengals, their quarterback got hurt. And then they had Jeremy Hill fumble uh, in the playoffs against Pittsburgh and give that game away. But otherwise they were a strong enough team to be in the Super Bowl in 2015. So the question I think ultimately will be, did we already see that last year or is that Mm -hmm. still to come where you get that one moment, that one year that you have your real chance or a couple years there and then you either do it or, or you don't. And that's where I think we stand and they needed a quarterback who was just good enough to give them a shot at that. Do you, um... and, and, and that's why you have to go all in. I'm just saying like, mm-hmm. you know, the betting odds in Vegas went from like 16 to one to 12 to one within like three seconds of hearing this. And the Vikings have a strong, you know, they had, they, it's, they can't bet on this. Like that's a, Probably the best analogy I can use, you can't show your hand, even though they did in terms of price for this, but they had to play the best hand possible. And like it or not, with how much this whole thing costs, and I know that there are a lot of naysayers out there who do not know if Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Case Keenum, I am kind of in that group. I don't really know because you take a look at red zone efficiency, you take a look at red zone turnovers, you take a look at third down issues that he's had, all these holes in his game, yet at the end of the day, the jury's spoken. The Vikings think he's a better quarterback, and I guess we're just going to have to wait and see um, how that pans out. I think the first way that you do that is getting him with John Filippo and trying to figure out, okay, what did you like to do in Washington? What can we install in the playbook here in Minnesota? Uh, get him comfortable because, the, 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 I, I mean, they're putting the – they're putting the the stake of the franchise on his shoulders. And that's a lot of weight for somebody. And, you know, this is his chance to turn into a franchise quarterback. I'm not of the belief that he was one in Washington um, that, you know, he, he, in terms of, yeah, he was there for six years, technically a franchise quarterback, but not, not the caliber that he can be and has the potential to be where his next deal could be. Who knows how much more than this. This might be a weird way to look at it, but when I think about where he sits in terms of the entire NFL, Kirk Cousins, I think that what you hope from Kirk Cousins is that he can be just as good or a little bit better than Case Keenum was for the Vikings this year, which you might think is not that high of a bar, but Keenum was ninth in the NFL in passer rating pro football focus ranked him as the ninth best quarterback. The conversation was never, never about whether he was good this year. He was very good this year. It was just about, would he continue to be this good? I think if you could guarantee that every year case Keenum was going to be top 10 in quarterback rating and top 10 by pro football focus, who just grades the throws, then you would say, yeah, okay, sign me up for a quarterback who can do that it's projecting out and thinking that cousins can be that good every year, or maybe even a little bit better. Uh, But cousins highest season 2016 was also ranked ninth. So I think that maybe the peak is kind of similar with cousins having a different skill set, and where case Keenum miraculously did not turn the ball over very much this year, a lot of dropped picks and all those things and, and fumbled once, which is, kind of crazy for any NFL quarterback to fumble just one time where Kirk Cousins Cousins had third highest in the NFL. Yeah. And, and number one over the last three years, and that's one of his downfalls. And he throws some bad picks that case Keenum got away with for the entire regular season and didn't throw bad picks for the most part. And then did uh, when it came to the playoffs, but you know, 
I think that they kind of rest the, the absolute peak of Keenum rests where you kind of hope cousins usually is. And then maybe cousins can extend it a little higher if everything goes his way. Um, do you want to pick my made up schedule? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. I have them just, just for warning because I, I'm going to try to keep track of this on my own because as we know, math is not our strong suit and I'll end up having them be like, I'll, I'll end up like adding four games. No, and you just have be to like, pick the games and then find out what you picked at the end. That's the fun. But I pick them as no. Don't say the record. Do not say the fine, record. I won't say it. Do but not I say know the in record. My head what I think they're if supposed you, to be. Fine. That's that's fine. But don't say the record because that ruins the entire game. So don't ruin my game. Sorry. Okay. Uh, you know it's been a long free agency day. And it really has. Yeah. I'm tired. I've been on my couch literally with my laptop open and my phone is burning a hole in the cushion. Um, it's It's been a long day. Like, hey, Teddy and Sam and Case, could you guys have waited a couple days till we handled this first and then we could write maybe, about maybe you? Not, maybe not the worst thing, though, to get it out of the way because then, you know, they, I mean, they've got a lot more moves that they have to make in terms of not them specific, not the Vikings specifically, but Murray. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. gotta be, I would think that's gotta be a next big thing that you do. And I mean, you're going to go want to go after and, you know, potentially look at nickel corners and free agency uh, once it opens up tomorrow and what else, you know, offensive linemen, defensive tackles, but yeah, I mean, it certainly, it certainly was a busy day. Okay. All right, so the Minnesota Vikings, this is my made-up schedule, not their real schedule, but this is their real opponents, okay? They open the season with the Philadelphia Eagles on the road. Okay, well, I already, I'm going to give this as a win just because I'm going to go ahead and give John Filippo the benefit of the doubt that he has gone against that defense every single day last year, um, and I just think that he's going to have a big edge going into that game. Cousins is gonna. Cousins knows what that team is like. Um, I think it's a game changer. Okay, the Buff. Uh, they come home to play the Buffalo Bills in Week Two. Again, is made up team, schedule. Is AJ McCarron the uh, quarterback of the Buffalo Bills? I, uh, no, I think it's Josh Rosen. I think they're going to keep trading up, and I think they've got Josh Rosen. Let's say that that's obviously that's a win. Okay, Vikings start off pretty hot here. Then they go on the road for their first divisional game of the year to face Chicago. Wow, you've got a good schedule going. I like Chicago in early, late September. Um, they've had trouble playing there before. Um, and I just don't, I mean, we know what happened there last year. That was the start of the eight-game win streak. Um, let's, let's you know, to hell with it. Let's have them go 3-0 to start the season. 3-0 and start. Kirk Cousins is on fire. He is worth the money. He is driving a Maserati or three to practice every single day. No, he's driving. He's, he's driving a Kyle Rudolph Batmobile thing that he drives. Oh to games. yes, yeah. Like I mean, hey, this this is the thing about players and getting to know them and stuff like that. It's like we know them a little, but being able to relate to people who can buy the Batmobile is kind of tough sometimes. <laughs> it's just like yeah, we can kind of talk a little, but once we start talking, like, oh, I I have a Honda Civic, and it gets really good gas mileage. And I get, well, I drive, I, a, I get, drive a two seater Batmobile yeah, and there's right. no doors. I get reimbursed for my mileage. <laughs> <laughs> I drive the Batmobile. Well, uh, yeah, my dog is really fast. Anyway, <laughs> they uh, go on the road next to face Teddy Bridgewater and the New York Jets. Ooh, 
let's let's put this down as a loss. This is this is the Teddy Bridgewater revenge game. You guys poured all this money into me and all this time, and you wouldn't give me the opportunity to play. Um, this is the Teddy. Br- let's let's just. This is the outlier loss of like the first quarter of the season. Okay, first quarter they go three and one, and now they come back home to face Sam Bradford and the Arizona Cardinals. That'll be a win. Yeah, I mean, Zimmer knows how to solve Bradford. <laughs> they could go so many ways. I'm sorry, I could even be more <laughs> savage about that. Like, that actually, Drew Stanton will be starting that game, I'm sure. Is he even, even going to be playing I anymore? Can't, the, he just, can't he just retire? Hasn't he been a Cardinal for, like, 18 years? How old is Drew Stanton? Was he the know, quarterback man. before Kirk Cousins or after? Was he a quarterback before Carson Palmer? I, I don't know. It feels like Drew – maybe it's just like there's a, every backup quarterback is kind of like Drew Stanton. So, all right. So they are off to a great start to the season. We are writing nothing but puff pieces at this point. And they – I get – it was home against Chicago, right? Or did I have them going to Chicago? You had them at Chicago. So we've oh, had okay. two We've had two uh, road games. They go at Chicago at Jets. Okay, well, I'll save home Chicago for Week 17 because that's always how it that's goes. A, that's a great game. Detroit, Get me out of there quick New Year's Eve. Detroit always gives the Vikings some problems. We'll go home against Detroit. Let's, let's put that down as a loss. Matt Stafford gets him again. Yeah. He's, the, I mean, pain. he is. But that's going to be great. How? NFC North is must-watch TV this year. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, it's be awesome. New Orleans, Drew Brees' revenge game at U.S. Bank Stadium. And, and Loss. By, and by revenge, I mean we offered you $60 million guaranteed, so get revenge on us. That's a loss. They, huh? off, they offered – wait, wait a second. Back it up. They offered Drew Brees $65 million guaranteed. Well, okay. So Adam Schefter had a report that – Someone offered him $60 million guaranteed, but I don't think you have to be Perry Mason to figure out who that might've been. Well, I don't know about it. I I kind of found that report a lot of smoke and mirrors. And I think that it might've just been agent play to try to create leverage and drive up the price and get a deal done. uh, You know, before the $18 million cap hit became dead money. And then he hits the open market, which he didn't want to do to begin with. Well, it it actually came out, um, after though, after he had already signed. Yes. Yes. No, but I mean like I, the stuff from yesterday going, Oh, into, I see. I see. Yeah. I thought a lot of that was smoke and mirrors. So maybe, anyways. yeah. So maybe the Vikings were like throwing out crazy numbers to see if they could push up the price on them. Potentially. I think Potentially. they would have given it to breeze. I think they would have done it. I think they would have given him 60 million. They gave Kirk cousins almost that per year. And breeze is twice the quarterback well, cousins. Well, yeah, I think that, you know, regardless you go after Drew Brees if you can get him. Um, that's going to be this game right here is so tough because I if I, if, you, if you put a gun to my head right now, I think that the Saints and the Eagles probably giving the edge to the Eagles right now. But I think the Saints and the Eagles are two of the top contenders in the NFC, and maybe the Vikings are third right now. But let's go ahead and so I already have two losses in there, and I know uh, two you got others, you so. got three losses. You just gave them their third loss. No, of the no, I I, t- I I reject that loss. I'm giving them a win against New Orleans. Okay, even though I think New Orleans is a better team because I want I'm picturing in my head how I want this to go. All right, so you have a five and two start, which I think fans are probably happy with, especially if you get a home win against New Orleans. And now, yeah, we- and I mean they, they they play well at home. They didn't play well the, that final game at home. 
uh, against New Orleans in the second half, but they also might not have somebody throwing a costly third quarter interception that changed the magnitude of the game. Or potentially a block punt that almost gave it away. I don't know if you remember that block punt at all. Um, so the road schedule, the remaining road schedule for this Vikings season. This is, is where I, this is why tough. I wanted to save some of my losses because this is tough. All right, so they go out to the West Coast to face off Rams. with the Los Angeles Rams of Los Angeles. Loss. All right. So they are Rams, Rams are also a favorite to win the NFC. The NFC, I think, West is going to be awesome, but I think they're a favorite to win the NFC for sure. They just reloaded with all those corners. It's going to be awesome. Sean McVay revenge game against Kirk Cousins is what that is. Whew. Right now we are looking at a 5-3 and three in the first half of the season. Is that disappointing, or are you happy with that if you're the Vikings? It's probably a little disappointing, just given the losses that I gave them. Yeah. Um, but – Detroit can, is to be expected. They're always kind of, they, you know, in recent years, they've split with Detroit a bunch. And I think the Rams game, I mean, as you mentioned, Sean, Sean McVay knows this dude. He knows him really well. Um, and I think that there's a lot of advantage to that. Um, the Jets one, I mean, I just think is you got to you gotta have a Teddy revenge game. You yeah. got to have Teddy win. <laughs> Give the guy something. Okay, so we're back home against Green Bay for the first time all year. Let's say it's national TV, home against Green Bay. Win. All right, and they will stay at home and face Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, and the San Francisco 49ers. So they're going to end this season with a lot of home games. Have they been – Has he? I mean, how many times has Cousins played Richard Sherman? Like, I'm trying to think. I mean, that's – Well, was that I'm some ex- sort of beef? No, I, no I don't think – I don't think that. I'm not – manufacturing any beef i'm just trying to think i mean they've clearly upgraded their secondary and i think that they're going to run the table um you know them i mean the nfc north the nfc west just got so much more fun to watch this Mm -hmm. year and it's going to be nuts between the rams and 49ers and obviously you know you bring a new quarterback in with the um with the cardinals and whatever the heck seattle's continuing to do why not i mean these blew up their defense great times let's put that down as a win okay now we go on the road. Going to New England anytime to, soon? Yep, we are going to New England. Loss. All right. Tom Brady still at the top of his game, despite his distractions of making a documentary last year. Uh, all right, we are going uh, coming back home for Miami. When? Yeah. Who's Miami's quarterback? Uh, Tannehill? Baker Mayfield? Wait. Baker Mayfield. Chad Henney. Chad I think it's... Chad, yeah, Chad Pennington, <laughs> someone named Chad, anyone named Chad. All right, now, so we've got four of the last five at home, unless, okay. I, unless I miss somebody. Uh, all right, so now we are headed to Seattle. You know, this is a tough place to play, but I, am, I do think that given the state of their defense there in Seattle, they might have a little bit of a down year, so I'm giving that a win to the Vikings. All right, now we are staying on the road and going to Detroit. Win in Detroit. All right. Let's see. Uh, I need to have Chicago you need to have a, week 17. So Green Bay. So Green Bay. That's on, a loss. On the road is a loss. And I'm going to assume that you're going to give them a win against Chicago for week 17. I sure am. And I'm at 11 and 5, just like I predicted. That, it's, a, it's a really tough schedule, no matter how it ends up being set up. 
But it's also a schedule in terms of entertainment value that can be pretty good. One other thing that I I was thinking about, 11 and 5, I'm with you with 11 and 5 should be your expectation. It's just not going to be an easy 11 and 5. I don't think no. it's you signed Kirk Cousins so you get to be 11 and 5. I I think that this is going to end up being a really challenging season and I do not see them as the number one defense again even if they sign somebody unless if they had signed Indomitian Sue I might have said okay you could be number one again but with this group of quarterbacks that they're going up against I think Kirk Cousins is going to have to be better than Case Keenum was last year in order for this team to be even in the playoffs with as tough as the NFC is look at especially with the NFC North I mean, you have Aaron Rodgers, you come in off injury, and he's going to have a better offensive line. And the whole, their whole concept, because they, just, they cleaned house, is going, to be, is going to be better, I think. And then Matthew Stafford, for what it's worth, is still one of the best qu- quarterbacks in the league. I mean, yeah. I know that we always talk about his regression. Um, you know, has he regressed from, like, 2014 on after, you know, kind of the ups and downs? But he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. As I said, the Bears got better today with the acquisitions that they had. I know that, you know – it is kind of disappointing uh, in taking a look at some of the moves that the Bears made that they were able to – sorry, I'm about, like, choking on some water here. Um, no, with, with, you know, the Bears, they got Gabriel and they got uh, – who else am I thinking about? Trey Burton. Yeah, you know, Trey that's Burton. somebody yeah. – I know the, the Vikings wanted him too, and I think that's kind of a blow because I do think you need another tight end mm-hmm. if you want to, you know, utilize some, some more, you know, multiple tight end sets with um, – with cousins and especially, you know, with, with the play action and, and what you expect with John D. Filippo to bring with run pass option. Um, I think that you do need an upgrade there. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, in Mitchell Trubisky's in his second year, he, pre- he did pretty all right for himself um, against the number one defense. I mean, granted they lost, but they hung like what, 20 points on them. Um, that final game of the year. Like it's not bad. Well, yeah, I mean, and Trubisky's what, number two overall pick? So, I yeah. mean, even showing some progress there, we saw a big step forward uh, from both Carson Wentz and from Jared Goff when their teams got a lot better in year two for them. They both struggled in year one and looked like they weren't going to be great quarterbacks, and then right away they were. Um, a lot of things... Sorry, that was a, tw- that was a 23, that 23-10 loss for the Bears. But still, putting 10 points, I mean... Yes, that red zone stop is playing in loop in my head right now. But still, I think Trubisky, now that they're finally getting him some weapons, is going to be a good – I think he's going to be a good quarterback. I think that he's developing. I think that you know a new coaching staff in there to help him do that as well. So, by the way, um, there is a report – I should just mention this because we've been talking about – um, Teddy Bridgewater. There was a report that Bridgewater was finalizing a deal with the Jets. Now, there's another yes. one saying that – he hasn't yet so we're kind that's, of that's that's kind of what i've heard we're in the holding pattern everything that my indication is that we're still in the holding pattern with teddy bridgewater and obviously the mccown deal is not going to throw anything off but i have not heard it finalized okay yet. so we are we are in conflicting reports area there um so we'll still call it the teddy bridgewater revenge game for now and we'll that's see fine. we'll see what happens there i just want to be clear that i hadn't seen that report until just now um, just the, the final thing, Courtney, what, what is the, the very next move? Latavius Murray, let's just put him aside. The very next free agent move, because they cannot be entirely done. No. Defensive tackle. 
I think that you go into the draft and you get someone like Billy Price at 30 because now you don't need to draft a quarterback. So you you can stay at 30. You're not going to draft up. This, this year's defensive tackle class is pretty weak. I don't think you would draft up to get Vita Vey or Deron Payne or any of those guys. And, and they probably won't be there at 30. I think you have to go after somebody to, you know, either you and Tom Johnson come to terms and agree on a diminished role for him. Um, and you know, where, where that leaves you in terms of his salary, or you go after somebody else, you know, a bigger name, free agent, uh, at the defa at, you know, the three technique spot. I think that's gotta be your priority with, with Johnson. You do that and you draft somebody else and you hope Jaleel Johnson is caught on with somebody else. That's more surefire bet. You can do that and you can have somebody who, you know, I know he struggled against the run, but, you know, you need, you need somebody, you need a pass rusher there on third down because Lin, Linville's off the field a lot. So, you know, and it just in the way that the rotation is, I think that you have to have that. I, yeah, I think that they have to have two of them that they could count on. And we'll see with Jaleel Johnson. He showed some flashes. But defensive tackle, you want someone proven. If you go, yep. I mean, even Deron Payne, again, at a great end of the year, but he wasn't really that great otherwise didn't have huge production and so you're just kind of guessing and we've seen a number of defensive tackles that were high picks just blow up so that the the teams really counted on becoming a big part of their defense and just didn't translate very well at all and uh, I think that's why you end up looking for excuse me somebody who's proven I still I'm still holding out for this and I don't think there's any chance they do it because it's not how they usually see the defensive tackle. I think it would be hilarious and great if Don Terry Poe played next to Linval Joseph because that's that's like 700 pounds of man right there. So I think that'd be pretty darn tough for any team to move, but usually they like a more athletic three technique. But uh, that, would, that would still be my guy just for fun. Yeah, it'd be if he could cut more weight this year. Remember how he did it before going into the 2016 season, I believe? He said mm-hmm. he stopped eating barbecue. Um, I mean, yeah, you, you, don't need, you don't need a plugger right there because you've got Linville Joseph. You need a more athletic, versatile, um, not nose tackle style uh, three technique. But, but I why, still why? love it, though. I still oh, of course. It's fun. Think it's Dude, ama- I think it's amazing. I think it would be good. I don't think anyone would run against them. I think that they would give up I don't, two yards of carry. I don't think that – exactly. And, I mean, I think that – I mean, God, offensive lines. I mean, that's – going against Linval is one thing. But if you had two of them next to each other, good Lord. Um, Instead of one Linval, what about two Two Linvals? Lin- well, here's the thing. With the cryotherapy chamber that we saw at the Vikings' new facility in Egan <laughs> – Athletic trainer Eric Sugarman said that you can fit four guys in there, three if Linville's in there. What if Linville and Don Terry Poe want to go in the cryotherapy chamber at the same time? Maybe two, and then we'll have some cryotherapy drama because other people will want to get in. Uh, <laughs> anyway, well, that's a great time to end it, but we will have all sorts of continued coverage of free agency, the NFL draft coming up. We'll have a lot of stuff. On that as well, we finally appear to have a quarterback, and Kirk Cousins will probably be talking either Thursday or Friday to the media here after he officially signs his name on the dotted line, which means that we will jump back with you to talk about Kirk Cousins' reaction to becoming a Minnesota Viking. So thank you, Courtney, and thank you for listening to the Purple Podcast.
This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.